Hi, I'm Sam Fesich from the EduMagic Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Dr. Lorea Martinez. And that's right. She's back. Today we are focused on supporting teachers with the challenges they face and getting a preview of her new course, Growing Your Heart Skills. So much to learn. And and by the way, don't forget to go to episode 397 if you haven't listened to it before so that you can hear Lorea talk about her book. It's called uh, Teaching with the Heart and Mind, A Complete Educator's Guide to Social Emotional Learning. You'll love it. This is a great talk today. You're going to learn so much. Thanks for listening. And oh, by the way, it would be so cool if you uh, shared the podcast with your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, your family members. Could you do that for me? Just say, hey, you should listen to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, the podcast. And uh, here's a link. That would be so awesome. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Hey, do you like awesome rings? Do you need a ring to replace one that you lost ages ago? Or do you need a new wedding band because yours is no longer fixable? Well, <laughs> I have this cool sponsor, Boone Titanium Rings. They can be found at boonrings.com. They make their rings from titanium, and you can get the rings carved, engraved, inlaid, laser cut. There's even special collections like the Hunter Series or the Gamer Rings or the Black Zirconium. Very cool. They have models that have meteorite, wood, or other inlays. Check out BoonRings.com. And at checkout, use the code for my podcast. It's capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, and the number 12. T-L-L-K-12. And you will get 10% off the total. And you will help this podcast out. Thanks so much. I love my ring. And I know you will love Yours. It's the education podcast, your favorite show, with lots of groovy guests and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Ah, ah, with Dr. Steve Milletto. Dr. Lorea Martinez is the award-winning founder of Heart in Mind Consulting, a company dedicated to helping schools and organizations integrate social-emotional learning in their practices, products, and learning communities. An educator who has worked with children and adults internationally, Dr. Martinez is currently a faculty member at Columbia University Teachers College, educating aspiring principals in emotional intelligence. Previously, she was a special education teacher and administrator. Learn more at loreamartinez.com. I'll have that in the show notes for you to get as well. In Teaching with the Heart and Mind, Dr. Lorea Martinez-Perez provides a comprehensive roadmap to understanding the psychology of emotions, relationships, and adversity in learning, while equipping you to teach SEL skills and develop your own social and emotional intelligence. Full of practical techniques for educators of all subjects, this is your guide for transforming your classroom through essential SEL principles. You'll learn... How to create a safe, supportive school environment that encourages a positive educational mindset and better goal setting. A three-step process to infuse heart skills into lesson planning for every subject and grade level. A full scope and sequence by grade along with indicators of mastery for each skill in the Heart and Mind program. Tools for teachers to develop their own social and emotional capacity for a more effective and resilient teaching focus. And over 90 activities to implement SEL into your classroom, even virtually. Lorea, thanks for joining me again today. It's so great to have you back on the show and say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, Stephen, for uh, having me back. 
Well, I'm glad to have you here, and uh, this is cool. So uh, we're getting caught up again, and uh, we last talked on episode 397 about your book, Teaching with the Heart and Mind, A Complete Educator's Guide to Social-Emotional Learning. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to reconnecting today and catching up, and our focus will be on challenges that teachers are dealing with, how to support teachers, and a new course that you have called Growing Your Heart Skills. So let's start with why you wrote your book, Teaching with the Heart and Mind. Sure. So I wrote the book because I wanted to provide a research-based and very practical guide to implement social-emotional learning. And after several years supporting schools with SCL implementation and providing professional development, I realized that there were some misconceptions about what SCL actually is and what it looks like in practice. So the book was a way for me to tackle some of these misconceptions and really help teachers to understand the depth of social emotional learning. Very cool. So, uh, so and before we go any further, I'd like you to remind everyone what HEART stands for. Yes, great question. So HEART is an acronym uh, that stands for five essential social emotional skills. So just to review them very quickly, the H stands for honor your emotions, which means to be able to name, identify, and really interpret what you are feeling. Uh, The E stands for elect your responses, and that's related to self-management skills, right? That pause that we need to create in order to make positive decisions in our lives. The A, which is at the center of the model, stands for apply empathy. And as you know, it's being able to recognize the emotions of others and um, act appropriately depending on what others are feeling as well. And in my case, uh, empathy includes also self-empathy. So really being able to apply that same care, that same compassion that you apply to others as an educator to be able to look inwards and apply that that same love to yourself. The R stands for reignite your relationships. Um, and we know how important it is from an educator perspective to have those positive relationships with kids, but also with other adults that are in your life. So that really hones in those social skills, how to resolve conflicts, and what are some of the things that we can do to maintain positive positive relationships in the long term. And then finally, the T stands for transform with purpose, which means being able to use your interests, your passions, the things that really move you uh, to contribute to the world in positive ways, to really know what's your why in your life. Very cool. Thank you so much. And it, and, I want to make sure that we kind of reviewed all that so that as we start talking about, uh, um, we have some different questions, but as we're leading up to uh, your class and such, that they remember what the basis, you know, that you have this whole um, program behind uh, uh, what you're talking about. So good stuff. Uh, So let's start by talking about, I mean, this has been an interesting couple of years uh, um, going on right now. Uh, What are some of the challenges that teachers are facing right now? Yeah, so, so we can talk about some, but the, the truth is that teachers are uh, facing a lot of challenges. I think that this is probably, I've been in education for 20 years now, and I think this is one of the hardest times to be an educator. Um, we have seen with the pandemic and uh, ch- children returning to classrooms, um, a lot of student behavior challenges, uh, in a recent 
um, survey conducted by the National Center for Education Statistics, they found that 80% of U.S. public schools had reported the pandemic impacting in a negative way students' behaviors and their social-emotional development. So a lot of teachers are dealing with that increase, increase behavior problems, uh, but also they are coming back to the classroom also with their own challenges and their own trauma that they experienced during the pandemic. Maybe they had uh, loved ones that, that they lost and coming back to the classroom. And then we have all the logistics around the pandemic, right? Like how are we going to teach with masking, no masking, vaccination requirements? It has created such a, 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 a situation of feelings of stress and overwhelm um, the teachers are really feeling burnout and exhausted. And I think we see an, an exodus, if you want, from teachers leaving the teaching profession because they are saying, I cannot do this anymore. Like, I, I love kids and I love teaching, but I cannot do this anymore. And that's, and that's really rough because there's so much going on that because it's not just with their job, it's with their lives and whatever, like you said, whatever they've managed to have happen to them. I mean, even if even if you think about just with uh, their own children, if their children had to uh, um, go to school virtually and they had to figure out how to do virtual school, that's an interesting challenge in amongst itself. Um, because what do you do with your children while you're trying to be virtual as well? And uh, um, and then it gets you know to me kind of worse from there. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you you talking about that. I mean, one of the things that uh, you know has happened when we look at some of these uh, challenges that the teachers have is that, um, you know, schools are trying to figure out how to support them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what, what you've, what, you know, some of the things you've found out or discovered that schools are doing to figure out how to support teachers? Yeah. So I've, in a way I've seen it all in the sense that at, at the beginning, I think that schools were trying to do small things that they thought would work, like bringing treats to the staff meeting or, uh, giving teachers maybe like one extra prep, you know, a, a trimester or allowing teachers to wear jeans, like very small things. And I think schools quickly realized that that was not enough, that the, the problem and the challenge and those feelings of overwhelm and stress that teachers were carrying, they were not going away. So now schools are really trying to look and what is the source of the problem, right? We we can't, in, in a situation like this, we can do things to reduce the symptoms to make sure the teachers um, are able to do their jobs, but we need to go a little bit deeper and look at the source of the problem, right? And really identify what are the obstacles, what are the things that are getting in the way of teachers really being able to see themselves in the profession in the long term to reclaim that joy that they had for teaching. And that may look a little bit different depending on the context, what's the population you are serving, what are, how is your school structure? But I think that the, the call that I want to make today is to really think about going deep and, and finding out what is the source of the problem. And you cannot do that without asking teachers, right? Like they are the source of information. And I think from the administrative perspective, we need to be asking teachers, how can we support you? What can we do to help you? Um, and then really try to treat it as this is a shared problem that we're going to 
uh, figure it out together. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I I know what you you know you try and figure out uh, you know it's well meaning trying to figure out uh, what to do to help people get over. Uh, or deal with what's going on. And at the same time, uh, sometimes I'm sure some of the feelings were, um, I'm not sure this is, <laughs> this might be nice, but uh, you know, this is not really helping me deal with this. Uh, you know, could you talk about how these efforts were received by the teachers? Yes, I think that uh, many teachers have been disappointed, especially at the beginning when schools were doing those small acts, <laughs> thinking that they would really support teachers. And I think that what teachers are expecting are like strong leadership in their schools where someone really cares about their well-being as a human beyond their 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 task and their profession and their responsibility to teach kids. Um, and the thing that we know that when teachers are stressed out, those emotions are contagious. And really the social emotional capacity of teachers impacts the learning environment and impacts how kids are able to be and, and, and what's their experience in the classroom. So from a research perspective, it is in our best interest to support teachers uh, so they feel safe at school, so they feel supported, they feel like there are other adults that care about them from that human perspective. But at the same time, we cannot create like positive learning environments without really looking at the adults. It's not only about the students, right? We need to look at all the individuals that are working in the school setting in order to, to do this work of education and do it well. So we are not uh, doing that um, you know, the shoulders of teachers and then teachers being left with nothing because they have nothing, no energy left to give. You know, it's interesting because it, there's, uh, you know, lots of thoughts about this because you, you just made me think about the long time ago, there's a book that talked about if you don't feed the teachers, you know, <laughs> they're going to eat the students or something like that. And, you know, and it's, it's quite true what you're just talking about is that, uh, um, you know, if you, if, if the people who are talking with the kids are, are working to develop lessons and so forth with the kids and are, you're wanting them to help the kids, you know, focus on um, what they need to focus on. Uh, they need to be a little bit of a happy sort. <laughs> I would think there's, you kind of, you kind of need to address that. That's uh, it's kind of a, uh, you know, I, I guess what the, the point is here is, is that it's not exactly something that uh, you can just say, uh, you know, here's an extra school lunch. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is a systemic. And I think what we are realizing is that when burnout is widespread and we have high percentages of teachers feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed every day, that then it, it's not an individual problem. Then we have a challenge that is collective, right? We have a challenge in the system and there are things in the system that are causing teachers to feel so overwhelmed, right? So when, when we went through this crisis of the pandemic and it is not over yet, I think what happened is it heightened a lot of the, the structural issues that we had, but maybe in the past there were, there were, 
they were there, but we didn't see them because we were not in a situation of crisis. And I think now with the pandemic, we have seen that a lot of the systems that were in place were not supporting teachers well. And and with that additional trauma and, and adversity through this global pandemic, I think that's coming to the surface even more. Um, and, and we have to do something about it, right? Because we want teachers to stay in schools. We want uh, teachers to, to have that, that joy of teaching and to, to be able to see themselves teaching in the long term. And I know many teachers are not in that place right now. And, and I think we need to do something about it. Oh, that makes so much sense. You know, uh, one of the things, you know, a large part of my listeners are administrators. Uh, what can administrators do to support their teachers effectively? What do you think? Yeah, so I think that, um, that there's kind of like a process, right, of really identifying what are the needs uh, of your staff, your teachers, your educators. Um, really, there are so many tools that you can use to collect and analyze data to really ask the question of what and, and do it in an authentic way. What can I do to support your efforts as a teacher? And then really using that data to remove some of the barriers in terms of our school structures or some of the routines and expectations that we have uh, for teachers and working intentionally to remove some of those barriers. Um, I think that a, a big part of why the teachers that I have stayed in the profession, many of them have recognized that they had a relationship and with a trusted administrator, right? Someone that they knew care about them, their well-being, and 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 they wanted to invest time and effort in making sure that teachers felt supported. So I think that creating that space and time to strengthen relationships, and as I was saying earlier, to really problem solve together uh, those ways to build a, a healthy school community. And as part of that work, uh, we need to support um, the development of adult social emotional skills, uh, which is a big part of, of any SEL initiative that you have at the school. But I think in this moment, is even more important because we need to be able to support teachers to grow their toolbox in terms of how they manage stress, how they connect with their emotions, how they are able to apply empathy. Because when we are like depleted, um, we tend to become so much more reactive with our students, with our families, our parents. So it is uh, important that we are paying attention of also the tools, the individual tools that adults have to deal with that stress and then being able to provide support. Yeah, it's it's so important because I think a lot of times uh, there's there's not a th- not that there's not a thought. That's what I started to say, but that there you know there are these thoughts about how can we support, but at the same time, it's easy to get distracted by all the other things that were going on and are going on. And so what ends up happening is you're you kind of th- think around the thought that uh, ah, they'll be all right and. Uh, and I got to take care of this, or I got to take care of that. And but uh, it, it's you know, it's it's good focus, I guess, is where I want to go with this. This or, or good advice to say you need to have a focus on what they're doing um, and uh, how they're trying to help themselves. Because I know you know a lot of times in administration um, and and in teaching, one of the things that happens is that you know both of them can start feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. primarily because they're. They're doing what they do and, you know, not thinking about uh, 
how they're feeling. And uh, sometimes that just doesn't, you know, it's, it's funny. I'd like to tell this story about how when I was a principal, I, I used to put myself in timeout when I learned that this was a thing I should do. Because sometimes during the day, you start sniffing at people because, you know, whatever you're dealing with. And I'd actually put myself in timeout and go, right, I'd have the, the person who drove the golf cart around campus drive me around for a few minutes. And I'd say, well, let's not talk. Let's just let me drive. <laughs> just let me ride with you. And, uh, and then I'd tell yeah. people, you know, I'd put myself in timeout just so I could have a few minutes to refocus <laughs> attitude adjustment or something. What do you, I mean, what do you think about stuff like that? I mean, what, I, yeah, it, it's so important. And, and the thing is that these are the exact things that we're trying to teach the kids. Right. And, and what's interesting is a lot of the teachers who are, you know, in that bucket of feeling overwhelmed and stress, probably they are teaching their kids uh, tools and strategies to cope with stress, to not blurt out in class, to use their words to solve a conflict. But I think is that that attention to say these are skills that I need myself as well. Not not only because I am modeling them for the kids, but because when we grow our emotional intelligence, we have so many more tools to face reality. Right. And of course, we just discussed that there are certain changes at the system level that need to occur. But also that doesn't mean that we don't have the power as individuals to do something different. Right. And I think that's the place where the social emotional skills um, come into our attention, because that's a tool that we have that we are teaching the kids. But it's like really applying that to ourselves and the importance of emotions is, is such a key aspect of really feeling like you are in control of your life, right? With emotions, we know that if we don't pay attention to them, if we don't take that time, that time out that you are describing, they're going to come and get us in, an, in another way, right? They're going to show up maybe in ways that are not as positive in our interactions with others. So really taking the time to to understand your emotions, right? That's like the first skill in the heart and mind model and to be able to name and interpret why am I feeling this way? And there are things that schools can do to facilitate that process for uh, for teachers. And that's why I was, um, something that we will discuss is this course that I created, Growing Your Heart Skills, to provide that space for teachers to be able to develop these skills. Very cool. Very cool. So do you have some specific things, you know, if we kind of flip this around that a teacher should be looking at to support themselves? Yeah. So I think that that intentionality of looking at these social emotional skills and really that one of the misconceptions that I have found working with adults in, and you mentioned it briefly, is that if they keep going, things will like the emotions will go away. That's kind of like one of those core misconceptions. And I think that as adults, sometimes when we are experiencing big feelings, we are afraid of really looking at what that means, because maybe we are concerned that that will require us to make a life change or to really say, hey, up to this point, I cannot keep going anymore. But it is important to take that time to really understand our emotions and then to really look at self-care in, in education. I think I, now it has a bad rep because it has been overused um, and it has been used almost as a tool to say, this is an individual problem for teachers, go take care of yourself. 
Um, and that's not possible unless changes happen in the system, right? But if we look at teacher well-being, a big part of that is really understanding what are the options that you have as an individual and is it really needed for you to stay until, you know, 11 or 12 every night grading papers or planning, right? Like the amount of sleep that you get, the amount of exercise, there are like so many components and 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 ways in which we can take care of our own well-being, our physical, mental, psychological well-being. But when we are on that train where we are driven by just being busy, sometimes we don't realize what those choices are. And that's the place where you know that you need to take some time to reflect on what's not working, right? And and what can you do differently in your life to support yourself? Uh, it's so powerful. It really is. And and so this this leads us up because a lot, just as a note, a lot of times we don't really understand what we can do to help ourselves. <laughs> it's, we're looking at everything else and we forget about ourselves. So good stuff. I, all right. So, so this leads us up to your new course. You have this course called Growing Your Heart Skills. What is it and how can it support teachers? What do you think? Yeah, so the the course, I'll start just sharing a little bit about why I created it. So as we discussed earlier, I wrote Teaching with the Heart in Mind, and the book is more focused on how to implement SEL effectively. But a big part of, of doing that work entails teachers being able to have that what I call sometimes SCL fluency, right? To really know and experience and leave those skills in their own lives to understand when they are using different tools and be able to verbalize and explicitly share that with their students. And I didn't find that there was like a, a resource in the field that would really help teachers to do that in, in authentic and respectful ways. Sometimes schools, when they support adult SEL development, they take some of the exercises that they do with the kids and they say, oh, we're going to just do it with the adults. And the thing is that adult development is different, right? We need a different set of exercises and tools in order to increase our emotional intelligence. And the course kind of responds to that need to create a space for teachers where they can learn a model, learn the heart and mind model and know exactly what it is when we talk about emotional intelligence and social emotional skills, what it is that we're talking about. And then to have tools and exercises that they can do to, to learn each one of the skills. So the course is, uh, is online, is completely asynchronous. So it gives teachers the opportunity to work through the course at their own pace. And it has five, seven learning modules. Five of them is going through those five hard uh, skills. And then each module has one or two tools and exercises that they can apply in their own lives and an opportunity to really reflect, to practice those skills, go out, go out in, into their everyday lives, try the tools and exercises, and then go back into the learning platform and share what is it that they are learning. Um, and one of the things that I really like about the course is that it has a pre and post self-assessment of skills. So you can really, from the beginning, see, oh, which area I should be paying more attention to. And then once you are done with the course to see what was the difference and the result, and if you, uh, what was the growth, and hopefully you grew the, the areas that you needed um, 
you know, that needed more attention in your case. So I think it's a great course and I'm hoping that many educators can benefit from uh, just giving themselves that gift and of that space to grow their emotional intelligence. I think it's awesome, you know, and it's, it is something that, you know, having been a teacher, having been an administrator and, you know, you, you work on all this sort of st- stuff that you, you're so busy focused on other people's lives, uh, children and your colleagues and other, other things, your, your spouse and stuff like this, that sometimes we just miss out on the fact that uh, something may be impacting us <laughs> and, uh, and we show it through our uh, either lack of awareness or things that we might <laughs> do or say, or uh, but not on purpose, and uh, all because uh, we probably need to have take a little bit of time to, you know, back that train up for just a minute and <laughs> say, uh, I think I need a an attitude adjustment or a you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I need a minute, uh, um, and like I was talking about before, I need a timeout <laughs> so so I can address that. Um, that's good stuff. So uh, uh, before we close if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more where would you send them yes the best place is probably my website is loreamartinez.com and there you have access to the course to the book um the first chapter of the book is currently available for free as a download and I've been blogging for many years. So there's a ton of information about how to implement SEL effectively. And um, the blog is completely free. So uh, educators can go in and explore and find things that are, um, that are, can support their needs. Awesome. And I will have that information in the show, show notes so they can go find it right there and click on it and go right to your, your blog, or your website and uh, um, connect with you. So good stuff. Uh, um, so Lorea, if you were, Last question here. If you were talking with an audience of classroom teachers at the beginning of the school year, what is one thing that you would want them to remember from your talk about supporting themselves in challenging times? Yes, I I would say that we need that intentional focus on the social emotional skills. These are skills that we all have and that we can tap into when we have a challenge, when things get difficult. Uh, But I think that knowing that these are the skills that can support you in those moments is important. And to have that reminder during the year that you are, you know, you are strong, you are smart and that you can you can do it if you want to do it. Um, So just pulling from that strength and really remembering that all those skills are part of your of who you are as a person. So really pulling on those to to support you. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Well, Lorea, thanks so much for talking with me today about challenges that teachers face, how to support teachers, and your new course, Growing Your Heart Skills. And of course, your book, don't forget everybody, Teaching with the Heart and Mind, A Complete Educator's Guide to Social Emotional Learning. It's awesome catching up. Glad to have you back on the show, and I'm wishing you the best in all you do. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right. The opinions expressed on Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes.
Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.